This is Power Athlete Radio. With your hosts, Denny Kaye, Professor Booty, and the Luke Summers. And now, toes forward, hips locked, shoulders set, and retract those scapulas. It's time for some knowledge bombs. What's up, Power Athlete Nation? Welcome to episode 77 of Power Athlete Radio. Get ready for a fucking good show. I'm here with John, Luke, Callie, Playtech, and Yo. Tex. <laughs> I'll get to you, bro. I'll get to you. Uh, how you guys doing? What's going on? I'm just waiting for those new mobility wad sandals to ship. Yeah, I see those, things are, those things are awesome. I hear they're all over Twitter. They are. They're. I mean, you know, I, I know Kelly's in R and D with them, but I heard that uh, you they, they will improve your 10k by negative uh, 10 percent. I don't want to see any of you guys in sandals. <laughs> Have you seen your hooves? My feet are beautiful. <laughs> I was a, I was a Tiva foot model for a couple months. Uh, I'm pretty proud of that. Wait a minute. So you're a foot model and you're Sasha Fierce. So you're kind of a Beyonce with nice feet. Someone call me the total package, I guess. Total? Total? <laughs> well done. Did you get it? Nice. We're good. We're total? good. Uh, Denny, the uh, the Southern California is really sort of having like this cold front come through. <laughs> oh it's only God. like 78 really? degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I I love it. It's a little bit overcast. Checking um, the weather right now. And then uh, obviously. We have a weather thing right there. It's 74. 76. It thickens up your blood. That's a thing it about does. people from the Midwest. We got thick blood. Thick yeah. blood equals it thick skin. It thickens up your midsection. It keeps me hard out here, you know? <laughs> Just being exposed to these kind of cold elements. Uh, I don't know how you guys do it, but... Um, we're barely surviving. Kelly's just upset that she has a, a a plethora of flannel that she wants to break out, and it just, I love it. it. It hasn't got quite cold enough for her to just break out like a Doesn't flannel. Doesn't start sweating while I wear it's it. It's like yeah, it's like the month of flannel, so it's kind of you know she, she's going Costanza and draping herself yeah, in rich I was, velvet. I was trying to explain to you yesterday that I have I've got my going out flannel, my formal flannel. We have the sleeveless workout flannel, <laughs> cash flan, flannel Fridays. Yeah. Right. There's also flannel Thursday. Flannel Monday. <laughs> Every day's a flannel day. Not Sunday. That's God's day. God. God doesn't wear flannel. No flannel. So what you tell me is Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? What is that, Luke? No clue. Uh, that's uh, Major League. Oh. Remember that when he's uh, when he prays to Jabu to help him hit the curveball, yeah. and he's like, oh, he's like, what? Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? He's like, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Nobody fucks with the Jesus. It's a different movie. Sorry. It's all it's it's all the same. It's like a hey, bartender, Jabu needs a refill. It's Don't touch Jabu's room. It's very bad. It's all the same for movie references. Over. Yeah, I brought Major League into this. That's a new one. We haven't used it in a long time. Classic. What's going on with you guys? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Well, I, you know, I mean, I just, the just the most important stuff, like, so text, team, Wellborn, <laughs> like team Wellborn kicking ass on the uh, fundraising for Wade's Army. They are absolutely crushing it. I think y'all are nearing 10K. Wow. Yeah, yeah well, you know. 
we had to bring in some heavy hitters. I uh, hit up every high dollar, high value friend that I have for a donation, and surprisingly, they got back to me, which has catapulted us into a good position. So that's what I did as well. But I guess my version of high dollar friends doing the newer version. Uh, yeah, but we're, uh, we're right now we're fifty nine thousand two hundred ninety three bucks with a goal of sixty k. So we are right there. That's great. Nice. I, uh, I I reached my personal fundraising goal, and the uh, Miami Surge put up a page. And um, just this past week, I did an interview with the uh, the Grid League reporters, and they're gonna post something I think Monday about Wade's Army. And um, I basically threw out a challenge to all the other teams to like who could raise the most money for this good cause. So hopefully that'll uh, help us kick up a bit too. Nice, yeah, we're thanks, getting, dude. Yeah, we're gaining a lot of traction in a lot of the communities. Uh, I think uh, CrossFit Games athlete Stacy Tovar, she just joined uh, Team McQuilkin. She donated to my page. I'm feeling pretty good about oh, that. You, oh. She did that like a month ago, but... Tovar, who's... I know, oh, yeah, who's Stacy Tovar? <laughs> oh, who's Stacy Tovar? Come on. Oh, it's Tovar, not or Tovar. Whatever the fuck her name is. Who cares? Have you seen her ass? That's all that matters. No, I don't objectify women like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a sexist, misogynistic <laughs> pig like you. That's, not, <laughs> no, that's actually the opposite. He, he's in love with women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tovar, got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the Google. Yeah, strength, so strength is booty, isn't that her whole deal? Yep. <laughs> so like is she... Four feet tall. Tex, is she paying you in actual dollars, or is she paying you in white shorts? Can it be well, both? Maybe, 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 we, maybe we could get a pair of those shorts and auction them off. Those things got to be worth, what, at least 50 grand? Tex, is that the brunette that you were talking about in that email chain? Oh, secret uh, joke, secret uh, joke. No, that was Eric Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Who is listening? Hey. Uh, anyway. Well, well, I think Tex, that, they were killing you yesterday. No. Oh, it was bad. An, a full frontal uh, internet assault. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. They were like, oh, God. Uh, well, well, you know whose teams are not doing so great, comparatively, would be my team and Luke's team. Oh, no, crushing you. You no, have, like, Luke's, $100 more than me, Luke. I have, I'm no, 1500 No, Luke said uh, $1,000. Yeah, he said, like, 1900 bucks. Well, you guys nope. know we yeah. we have to run the distance equivalent. So if you have 10k, John, you have to run a 10k. That's fine. I That's got how my mobility one flip flops on the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? You are way faster with the mobility wad, and the reason being is that um, I heard that every mobility wad is actually made uh, from a small piece of K-Star skin. So he's uh, <laughs> he's skin grafting a little bit of skin into every piece of those sandals. I heard they're called mobility tongs. Well, one of them I heard is actually a piece of foreskin, so that's the that's the golden that's the, like the golden ticket. I knew ticket that, that it was going to eventually get there. <laughs> I heard that John Bullborn's going to donate ten dollars to my Wade's Army page for every person who tweets the Mobility Wad sandals at Kelly Sturette. Mm, I will take that bet. All right, let's do it. I'm gonna I'm broadcasting. Yeah. Let's go viral. Let's go See, that's viral. Get to You're like, hold on, let, no. me get, let me get dusty crackers on that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we, we actually have had some uh, some pretty good call-outs. I called out uh, T. Rose to do, if he crossed the $1,000 mark for his team, to do Cal Sue. So we're going to have to get some videotape of that for him going up and uh, 
Wait, so 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 you will do Kalsu, or if he doesn't, then he has to do Kalsu. No, he has to do Cal, uh, he has to do Kalsui. So he gets to do Kalsu, like it's no, a reward. no, he's he's, he's doing Kalsui. That's run a mile, Kalsu, and then run another mile. Well, for but be, because he's raised money, or in yeah, we're punishing of, him by getting to a thousand dollars. Yeah, like he's. That's he insane. set his bar at 250 bucks, and he reached it basically within an hour. So I said, well, if that was easy, <laughs> why don't you actually challenge yourself, Rose? And uh, he accepted that challenge. So we, uh, we had another guy who rocked nine miles of some bridge in Florida. So that was here for the booze, Evan Down in the So He's he, OG uh, CrossFit football. It's... I don't, I don't know what's going on. Guys are hitting their marks, and then they are choosing suffering. So people are paying them, you know, their pages to watch these guys suffer. Yeah, isn't Bobby, he's, like, shaving his beard if he meets his goal, right? Yeah. That's, and, uh, that's suffering. Callie, I think you paid him 30 bucks to do that? Did you contribute yeah. to his page? I did pay him 30 doll hairs, yes. How much is, wait, he's going to shave his beard if he gets to what? I don't know whatever his goal is. Right now, two, two yeah. grand, maybe, oh, two, or two grand. But he's he's sitting at fifteen hundred. So his, he's going to step his game up. All right. So everybody listening on this podcast, all six of you, I need you to donate to Bobby CrossFit Praxis so we can get him to shave his beard. That would be awesome. And send him to Newport Beach. Yeah, beard. Beard hair. Ugh. What can we do with that? Hair at all. Can you Obvious. glue it onto your hair? We can send it to Chris Roning for his receding hairline. <laughs> Stop oh, it. Gosh. <laughs> well, uh, so, jerk. So Rich has obviously got a great beard, you know, and he's got the headband, which is hiding some of the receding hairline. Great beard or good beard? He's got a great beard, but he doesn't have any chest hair. So is it God just naturally made him clean shaven, or you think it's just uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a razor? Nobody knows. That's a little vanity. Nobody knows. Well, listen. If you are Rich Roning's left peck, you're not gonna let. You're not gonna be covered up by any chest hair. Is that a Twitter account? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. It's it? pretty hilarious. There's a whole Twitter account called Froning's Left Peck, who's more elite than the right peck. <laughs> Better and, uh, or worse than character. The guy, the, the guy used to tweet at me, and I was like, "Look, check this out." Imagine. Just Rich like... Froning's left peck is tweeting at me. That's when you know you made it. Yeah. Does the, uh, the Froning's left peck have like an official check mark? Uh, I don't know. You know, only the uh, the elite of elite have the blue check. Starrett actually just got a blue check the other day, and uh, oh, he, good for him! Yeah, he was so proud of it. He hit me up, and I was like, who, "Oh, who's who?" I feel like I've been at the bar for two years, and you're finally just getting here. So I'm glad you finally got into the cool guy bar. What is the blue check? The official seal. It means like you are who. You're the official Yeah, person. so Twitter has a deal with what they call verified, where they can actually verify that you are who you say you are. And, that you're um, not impersonating or you're not like a yeah. fan of a particular... So if you uh, see somebody has a blue check, it's actually who they, who they are. And I know that like I got a blue check, and then about a year later, CrossFit got a check. And then Froning was pretty upset, and he got a check. And then StarF finally got one. Does the uh, Dalai Lama have one? Lama, big hitter, the Lama. <laughs> a googa googa so, so Tex, what else is next for Wade's Army? Well, uh, now we, we transition to recruiting teams, uh, so recruiting gyms to really host Wade's Day and kind of put on Wade's workout, uh, the CrossFit Football Workout Wade, 
uh, within their spot to kind of raise awareness locally. Uh, so I think Denny, Denny shot me a message. There's a woman kind of in his gym community. Uh, she just found out that one of her children got neuroblastoma. Oh, jeez. Yeah, dude. Uh, stage four. Oh, like, he was yeah. misdiagnosed at first. He he went in for, like, abdominal pain, and the doctors were like, oh, he's, like, constipated. And so they send him home, and, you know, he's just, his skin's uh, is looking grayish. He's bloating. They're like, look, there's more to this. And then they bring him in again, and they run some tests, and they're like, yeah, this is stage four. It's like all throughout uh, his internal organs and his midsection, and then it's, like, in his bone marrow. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so and these people are, like, 24 years old, and all of a sudden, boom. I mean, your life's just what? turned right upside down in one day, and they didn't know what to do. And this through, uh, just like what I've said through Wade's Army at, uh, at our gym, um, this woman was like, well, the only, you know, I've heard of neuroblastoma, and there's this affiliate, you know, this group, Wade's Army, and that's when I reached out to text, and it's just like, wow, dude, I mean, is there anything I can do to kind of, you know, show these, help these people out as far as, uh, you know, what would be the, a course of action to take? And uh, he, text you hit me up, like, right away on that. Yeah, yeah, I... Uh, I, and I appreciate I, that. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, the... Um so I, I did contact some other uh, neuroblastoma kind of uh, nonprofits, and I got uh, some booklets. Uh, so one one family they wrote kind of a, a book about their process. Their son ended up surviving. So and the thing with neuroblastoma, it never goes away. So it could pop up at any point. So this family just uh, is, is wrote about their story of ten years and what to expect. Uh, they were fortunate their son survived. So I have uh, a lot of the copies of these books that I'm. Um, any family I come across like this one, Denny reached out to. I'm just going to send him this book, uh, along with some Wade's Army info. So it's uh, it's that sad story that I mean, uh, everyone that I've heard of and talked with, they've been misdiagnosed, and by the time they actually find out, it's that stage four point. And once it's stage four, uh, I mean, there there's almost no going back uh, at that point because it starts in your nerves, and that stage four is when it gets in your bone marrow. And that's that's dangerous. Well, if that doesn't pull at someone's heartstrings, I don't know what would because um, well, you know it, it's it, it's it, I, I know when uh, Wade Bruin was diagnosed, I had never even heard of neuroblastoma, and uh, you know you hear kind of like like the name sounds familiar, and you're like God, I think I've heard that before, but you don't really know much about it. And then you do some research and you realize like strikes kids under two, and like if they can beat it the first time, they got like a uh, you know, pretty good chance, but if it comes back a second, they have like a 90%, you know, or 10% survival rate, and then you just see that, like, the amount of kids that, uh, you don't have to fight this disease, and there's only really six places that actually have treatment centers, and these parents are driving out and, like, sleeping in their cars and just really fighting this heroic battle, and when we watched Wade going through it, it was, um, it was, it was, you know, pretty heart-gripping, and I remember, you know, that's why this whole thing started. I remember Kate's comment is, like, we have to do something. We have to try to, you know, lend to help and, and mobilize the people that we know around us to to bring more stuff to this. I mean, you know, the Susan B. Coleman Foundation and uh, has done such a great deal uh, really pairing with the NFL and, like, bringing uh, awareness to breast cancer. And 
I just look at, at what they've done and it's helped so many women that, you know, we can start, you know, something like Wade's Army and all of a sudden it grows, it grows, it grows and then partner up with a major sponsor like the NFL or somebody like that to, to fight this deal. Uh, you know, that's when this thing will really get a lot of, you know, not only money behind it but also get more notoriety and, and more people will know about it in education and then things like this won't happen because there'll be more more money for research and when doctors come in they'll have you know better testing protocols and they'll be able to detect it much sooner. I mean that's really the biggest problem is like Tech said is detecting it and these kids get misdiagnosed and it's not until it gets really really far along into that stage four that all of a sudden the, the doctors can diagnose it so they just need uh, more tests, more treatment, more research, more money towards it and it's uh, uh, you know, uh, like it, it's one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever been a part of and really seen. And um, you know, and uh, I'm just, I mean, I, it's uh, I know a terrible thing that we lost Wade, but you know, in a way that we can help his memory and and uh, start this deal. And you know, every dollar we raise and everything we do goes right in. And part of my aversion with charities was in the NFL, I always got hit up to play in these golf tournaments and take part in these charities. And what kind of irked me a little bit is they would go out and raise a couple hundred grand, and then they'd give like. 10 or 15 percent of the money to charity and then these guys would take these exorbitant uh, paychecks and I remember just like not wanting to be associated with a lot of charities just because it was so shitty I mean you take a look at like the United Way and a lot of these other deals and you know they have huge huge uh, you know campaigns and they you know dump a lot of money and these guys you know sit on the board and get paid and it's just um, I don't know I, I don't think that's the idea for a charity I mean the fact that you're making money off of the charity kind of for us, I mean, you know, you got to pay people for their skills, but you know what? Every dollar that comes in, I mean, we're gonna, uh, you know, give this to the people that need it and try to do this. And you know, Luke and all of us have really donated time. And Texas has been an absolute rock star in this whole deal. So I mean, it's um, no, it's great. It's it's a uh, it's a little piece that we can all do, and it's a way for us to kind of clue our community. And uh, I just, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank everybody. And I think we've said if we run into you as a arm member of Wade's Army, or you run into us, it's good for at least one free drink from any of the CrossFit football staff. You know it. So, you know, Callie, I think it's several drinks, but uh, you got to catch her. She's like a like a thief in the night. She's so stealthy. Don't even know where that girl is. Just floating around. You never know where she's going to pop up. She's here. I'm where I need to be when I need to be. <laughs> Vodka Red Bull in hand. It always has at least three ice cubes in it. You're like, is that fresh? Because it just has ice in it. Like, no. <laughs> for some reason, I'm so cool. They never they never melt. Oh, your boyfriend's sure, but... So there's, <laughs> where our office is, is in the middle of a complex, at the end of the complex. It's like 25 offices, probably. Maybe yeah, 25. Right. So we're almost dead center. At the end of the complex is a uh, kind of a sport performance car uh, shop that does a lot of, like, import cars. And this dude who works there drives by in first gear at about 35 miles an hour. <laughs> Every single day, he drives with his big exhaust, uh, big muffler, just uh, Super X, Subaru WRX. Mm -hmm. He drives by in first gear, and every day he drives by, he's like one arm on the wheel, looking over his shoulder as he accelerates in the first gear by our window, hoping that Callie or Chelsea will look up every day. <laughs> How do you know he's not looking for you? Mm -hmm. The problem is he's going so fast. Before like I can it, go to react and mute, yeah, it's just yeah. Now he's like, but he always is driving by looking like. Over the shoulder, one hand, you know. You got to make sure people know how badass you are. It's true. Well, yeah, because you know, big muffler at WRX for a thirty-year-old dude is elite. So what? Did you go to dinner with that guy? What? Kelly the fish girl. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly, how did the uh, how did the Pats final go? 
Pats was amazing. It was uh, a lot of fun, and it was a very successful event in terms of, I guess, from my end, making sure everything ran smoothly. Um, the MC. The MC was mediocre. Oh, God. Oh, I'm Luke. I and thought Luke Summers. I thought it was probably the best MC I've ever heard. First That's what of I'm all, saying. next up, uh, what else needs an you MC? You can't I'll say that. You weren't fully paying attention to what he was saying. Uh, um, I was. I was actually helping him with a couple of his uh, little his deliverables and his lines. lines. Why, with with canned laughter over like the? <laughs> it's like Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything went well, though. We had. Awesome. I mean, just so many awesome feats of strength. Like uh, in the cross football total, I uh, we saw a girl power clean two seventy five, which uh, nice. which is super cool. Um, and and she, you know, it's always cool to see a girl do that, but it's always even cooler to see a girl who doesn't look like a monster do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she certainly was no monster, but she was just super super strong. Um, I think, what, what team did that? Uh, that's Team Salad, their oh. power clean girl. And oh, then yeah, I think Katie strong. Hogan, she deadlifted uh, 395. Uh, we had um, a smaller girl who was uh, still crazy strong on Chelsea's team. Uh, I think deadlift 345 or 355. Um, we had bench presses close to five. What did um, Jesse bench? He, I think he, I think he benched 465. I want to say. Um, so I mean, it was a it was a great event, and in terms of like watching all the workouts go down, um, since they were all new workouts from uh, as compared to the battle, it was really like it was pretty exciting. Like all of the the movements were pretty fun to watch, and we had at one point one of the workouts be almost like a Survivor style, which I believe we innovated, as far as I know. Yeah, but no one has ever done it before. Nobody's- what nobody's ever done an isometric hold in a contest. Yeah, Survivor, isometric. We did we did a couple of we Last did three standing. separate isometric hold survivor style things um, for the the given I guess specialists you would call them, um, and that was really cool to watch. It was uh, fun to watch people do like weighted planks and basically just go into the deepest pain cave you've ever seen. Um, you know, we put a, a bumper underneath their knees. And, uh, you know, the second that their hands touched each other or their knees touched the bumper was game over. Or butt above the head. Or the butt went above the head. And, uh, you know, Chelsea, um, who is one of the most ferocious competitors I've ever seen and just can be, like, a raging bitch sometimes. Uh, <laughs> that's, put, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. She transforms from Beyonce uh, Chelsea to, to Kelsey. Is yeah, what her teammates they, they, they're like. Stay away from Kelsey. I'm like, who's Kelsey? Kelsey. Like, that's, that's Chelsea's alter ego when when uh, Chelsea goes bitch mode. Yeah, I, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it out. I've seen it in action. I've seen her try try to uh, get aggressive with people in non workout situations. <laughs> so even in when we see her in competitive mode, when she's either on the field for the LFL or she's you know doing like the team series, she was. She, it was between her, um, out of, uh, I don't know, a bunch of competitors, it was between her and a, and a guy who looked like he was like a, I mean, this guy looked like he was like a Navy SEAL. He had the the constitution and just the mental fortitude to just hang in there through anything. And he was he was probably, hands down, the best athlete there. Yeah, he and, was uh, great performer. But everyone dropped at a certain point except for Chelsea and this guy. And Chelsea is... Making eye contact with this guy, laser beaming, laser beaming with the most aggressive eye contact, 
And uh, unfortunately, she adjusted and put her hips above her head, and I had to. There's no effort. I had to stand yeah. down. Stand down, Chelsea. So then she like, went over and she kicked her in the ribs. Well, I was gonna say she kicked that guy in the <laughs> ribs, and the guy went down as she was fucking dancing over in Florida State. So, oh. And he he did not look phased whatsoever. I think they were planking for five minutes at that point. Waited plank. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty pretty awesome. It was cool to watch. And then we had some people doing. Uh, just hanging from the the pull up structure for the deadlift athletes, just to kind of challenge that grip strength. Nobody really lasted more than two or so minutes, but uh, the person I had my money on actually pulled it out. So it was a guy who trains at our gym, who's super low body weight, probably like weighs like one sixty, and he yeah, maybe. and he deadlifted well. Uh, he deadlifted five or four nine. Four mid fours. Who's that? Corona. He he oh, deadlifted four ninety five. It went to yeah. like a buck twenty five. Seriously, yeah. yeah. See those shorts? He's Me and Gallagher are wearing the same shorts. About as heavy as a, <laughs> a matchbox or something. I don't know. He's uh, really small, so so I wasn't a big surprise when he was able to hold on long enough. So he could sleep in a matchbox? Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, 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 no. That's someone else. I'm thinking of someone else. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what, what was the uh, what's the standard for hanging on the bar? So the standard was once you hop up, though obviously the feet can't touch the ground. Um, and the hand, the, the, yeah, so the hands have to be palms facing out. And the second one, you see daylight between one of the hands and the bar, it's game over. So technically you can shimmy your hands if you wanted, but if the hand comes off the bar at all, um, that's your time. So you have to pick a grip that's great. You, you're not allowed to wear gloves, but some people were taping their hands, which was a total dummy move because, um, they're, yeah, it was harder. Yeah, those are the people who were off first. And, you know, anything that gets bet between your hand and uh, the bar was just, uh, I don't know why they thought that friction was going to help them. But uh, it was it was a cool thing to watch, though. Um, and then we had some isometric handstand holds, and we had a, a broad jump test for a power cleaner, so... Yeah, so the broad jump was like, everyone would jump at the same time, and then the... the Process of elimination, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the shortest three people were, were out. cut, were just, cut. Just gave them a rose and sent them out. Yeah. Or That's didn't awesome. give them a rose. Didn't give them a rose. <laughs> well, it depends. I don't know what shows you're watching. Yeah. Not those ones. <laughs> we, we, we snuffed their torch. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. What kind of game was this? <laughs> it's getting complicated. Uh, no, it was. I thought that was great. It was super fun, was though. It was super fun, and we had Ingo B out. Uh, so Jeff from CrossFit Football and from Power Athlete, he came down. He was uh, second time he's DJed for us. He was amazing. Um, and yeah, at one point, like during uh, during one of the sprint my cons, uh, he's just he's getting ready to play some music, and one of the dudes is like. Give me some Taylor Swift, and he I, he had to have had it cued because it, it was one second later Taylor Swift just started bumping for this Metcon. It was amazing. He he played Big Bag Wolf for John I think twice, <laughs> which I love. Uh, I do love that song. That song gets me every time. <laughs> the, the best Big Bag is Wolf. Uh, I have that song on my daughter's like little like tablet deal. And she'll play it because she likes the picture. When does she get old enough to see the video? Uh, <laughs> never. <laughs> Kelly, I don't even know if you're old enough to see that video. No, I don't. I don't. I have to close one eye the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> this guy tells me, I'm a lady. I am a lady, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good, though. The, uh, the winning team ended up being... Um, the one from, well, around the Baltimore area, the one, the regional team from, that won from the Baltimore area. So, uh, 
Yeah, CrossFit Lorton, and uh, it, the team name was Team Mike Could, um, which is a very country bumpkin sounding name. But they were super strong, and they had the perfect balance between strength and athleticism, which is exactly what the competition was meant to test. And uh, you know, I was I was stoked. The girls were super consistent, so you know. Uh, it, the interesting thing was, and I don't want this to come off as harsh or anything, but I think on any given team you had one really weak link. Uh, would you agree with that, Luke? Yeah. So either a girl or a guy that just could not carry their weight, and, um, and at least like two workouts. Yeah. Because it was there was that was the difference between Mike Hood and the other ones is they were consistently under fourth in all workouts. Yeah, they were like second place in almost every event, would just put them in first overall. Um, so it's just. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I, you know, if anybody who, who competed or if anybody listens to this later, you know, thank you so much for coming out to compete. And then if the volunteers are listening, it was a, uh, you know, we couldn't have done it without a bunch of the volunteers from CrossFit Balboa. So mm -hmm. it was it was a great great time. So, did it give you any ideas for next year? Now that you've done two of them, you've ran two of them. I have a uh, lot of ideas for next so year. So many ideas. So Jenny, many ideas. Your head would explode. Yeah. Well, yeah, explode. I can imagine. I was just saying. I'm sure a few things like came across, just like hitting you right between the eyes. You're like, oh you man, know, I gotta do this next year for sure. Make a to be, on, to be honest with you, when it comes down to, let's talk about like the most tangible part of the competition, which are the workouts, the things that people remember, the things that people take away. To be honest with you, I thought the workouts. Were good. Yeah, I thought the workouts for both events were really good, and I thought that they um, exemplified what we do in terms of testing and what we want to see. And uh, still, kind of, they still catered a like a, a a bit to a, a CrossFit community who would be interested in coming out and exercising a bit too, but without getting to the point where you're like, you know, shattered for right. a week afterwards. So I, I was pretty proud of the workouts. I think that that, in terms of a takeaway, like that's. I'm stoked on that, and I think that that it, that in the coming years or whatever we decide to do in terms of evolving the competition, that we should do something similar. Yeah, and in, I think also in in terms of the battle, it seemed like a good idea to uh, logistically to have all of the events on the same day, so you get everybody on the same page. But what ended up being a challenge, uh, as Callie and I were sitting there, and I was kind of giving her some guidance or ideas on the workouts, is now you have to find a set of workouts. For five different facilities, with yeah. five different floor plans, sets of equipment, but relatively relatively the same equipment, but not exactly the same floor place, floor space for setup, and uh, so that was definitely a struggle. But I yeah, mean, those are the limitations that you kind of have to deal with when you configure like the way we did it this year. And I, honestly, I think I think we did a good job of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, it does limit the type of creativity. So like. You know, you're not gonna have you're not gonna have ten teams doing like fucking handstand walks if you only have like a certain area, or you're not gonna you know what I mean? Like you yeah. things like things like a like who knows like a tug of war or something. You can't mm -hmm. if the if a gym doesn't even have a rope that's you know twenty feet long or something. You know, so it's oh, just floor space for that. Floor they space gotta be uh, judging judging friendly as well. You know, if you get oh, too yeah. crazy on that shit, it gets they get too hard to judge. Yeah, exactly. And the last thing you want is, is people bitching about, you know, shady judging at your competition. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the biggest takeaway for most people is just, you know, in terms of having fun, the competition can be fun, but if the judging wasn't fair, if it was inconsistent or the standards were too hard to enforce, 
They're yeah. not going to remember the fun. They're going to remember. Uh, they're going to be cranky, um, and, and we don't want cranky athletes. So. <laughs> no. But as soon, but the tensions are always high, and there were no reps tossed out, which were definitely um, warranted no reps. And as soon as people started getting upset, they just listen to that MC, and they're like, man, this is just such a soothing they're MC. They're like, at least... <laughs> and this DJ at least we're not amazing. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, it's... it's On to the next, onto the next thing. On to the next... Yeah, take a breath and then figure out what's next. So, But, uh, Denny, speaking of which, how's Bonnie and Clyde? Um, you know what? It, we're getting teams signed up. Um, we just released, uh, we shot like a bunch of the videos, so now like the... 20-yard uh, dash, I saw. Yeah, I'm excited about that when you got to start from a three-point stance. Um, uh, now like the the conditioning wads are starting to come out, the Metcons, we're starting to release some of those workouts, hoping that um, like those, the local people in this area who like the the CrossFit throwdowns, um, that they'll get... They'll start jumping on board more, you know, because the first videos that came out, the first events were like power events, power snatch, power clean, um, shuttles, you know, like the twenty yard dash. So I know some of these people are like, "Where's the freaking Metcons?" You know, "Where's the the twenty one fifteen nines?" So like those are coming out. And um, how many workouts are you gonna have? Seven. Holy shit! You know what though? I'm, we've all we've tested them all, and they're you like know? one a day, at one times, <laughs> at different times. Um, you know, you're talking; these things are only going to go like five minutes at yeah. the most, so they, well, they'll go fairly quick. And you know, it, it I pretty much wrote out a whole timeline of the day and the event, and um, nice. it should be able. You know, we're trying to keep it like from eight to four. Well, so you know, it, it I. I am available for emceeing if you what? need somebody who's good. Yeah, uh, if you want to sell for good, <laughs> but if you need excellence and greatness, you know my number, Denny. Yeah, otherwise it's me, you know? Otherwise it's me, and I get all the voice. Boy. <laughs> I, I start saying things like, that's awesome, that's awesome. And, I love it. Mean. <laughs> we need a mean. 300 pound power clean. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, that's, that's awesome. You're the man. No, but I tell you what, that... That's going to push up my Wade's army, fucking huge. Awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm like right under a thousand now, but that's I'm hoping that like puts me over the top. Well, can you make eight grand and beat me? I want to just <laughs> probably I want to eight grand. Well, if you bring it, because uh, you know, I heard that uh, the winner of the team, oh, or the the biggest individual donor, like Team Wellborn, uh, gets uh, compromising pictures of Luke Summers. I want to see some, yeah, outrageous stuff yeah, going on for I'll the fundraiser. <laughs> like, I just want to see extreme. Bobby losing his beard, not super extreme. Yeah, for you. Well, you I mean, that good of a beard. Well, I mean, yeah, anyone I who donates to my page gets <laughs> a Prius, and I. Well, why don't we uh, do the Skrillex? Yes, with the Skrillex on the line. There was a little bird. bet that Callie was supposed to shave a Skrillex. If Luke First of all, out. if I don't remember it, it didn't happen. Uh, you've been using that license college. What? Text, what's your text? What's your, uh, what's your proposal? If Callie reaches her fundraising goal, 
No, I'm double, too close. <laughs> double Skrillex. Not just one side, both sides. That's well, called a shaved the head. The only problem is Kelly's, uh, you know... Uh, what are you trying to do? Her... Her expectations are pretty low, so like her, I think what's her expectation? Like a hundred bucks. So, I mean, we could make that here right now. And just no way. Skrillex. I like the strategy. Go double Skrillex. No. Just double Skrillex. Which side of the Skrillex? Skrillex. Yeah. Hopefully, we just settle for one. Ha technically, half of Skrillex's <laughs> okay, head what, is what long hair, so shape? I get to keep. No, no, no. It's, it's like a one eyebrow. No, no. Just one eyebrow. My eyebrows are a statement. And they say. Shave me. No, no they just, don't. Just shave one eyebrow. First of all, Skrillex or one eyebrow. You should have seen. Okay, you should have seen it. Pats the war. How many people were like uh, tapping me on the shoulder, like, "Hey, are you Katie Hogan?" And I'm like, "Oh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I know <laughs> yeah. we we look like sisters. Everyone was confusing us. They were saying like I was like her better looking, shorter version of her. Does Katie Hogan get the Beyonce as well? Uh, she's just you know she's just taller. Too you know? tall. The question I don't is, know. She's, Hogan she's, she's more athletic, so she has smaller Hinsman. boobs. What? Does huh? Katie Hogan get asked if she's Kelly Hinsman? Yeah, she does. All the time, I think. <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. So what uh, What else we got, Denny? Uh, what's, we got seminars coming up. Um. Maybe get a field strong update from John. How's that going as far as uh, what did you see in last week? You had the lactic acid threshold training workout. Did the those who posted uh, their results are they at what you uh, envisioned in your mind, John? I mean, did you you are you seeing? You know, you guys we're going into the uh, compensatory acceleration training cycle. I mean, are you seeing? I know I probably ask you this all the time too. Yeah, I mean though, it, it's kind of interesting. Like uh, it's tough to burn the candle at both ends, and so what I do in Field Strong is I prioritize certain things, and you know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people want everything at once, and I, I just don't know how to really do everything at once. So I mean, after we came off of the Oli stuff, we put a ton of work into you know not only uh, you know, getting enough volume, enough reps, enough uh, at the movement patterns, then we transitioned into this cat training. And the idea was to teach people to accelerate the bar. That was my only goal for the last nine weeks. I want to like get people under a weight, put them in a rep range, put them in a percentage where they can learn to accelerate the bar at that 0.8 meters per second, or really in that you know standard deviation of two, where it's you know 0.7 to 0.9. And um, you know we set up the tendo unit, and so Luke and I personally know exactly what these times look like, and we know that. There's a big, big correlation between your ability to accelerate the bar and move with speed and your ability to lift weight. There's a direct correlation between them. And when I watched a lot of videos coming out of all the testing week and the only cycle and all that, the only thing that struck me was that people were not moving the bar as violently as they needed to. So uh, when I went back, designed a lot of the cat and started putting a lot of that movement together, the thing which has been so overwhelming that I've been seeing the videos and really watching people is that people are learning to accelerate the bar. They're speeding up the eccentric, they're uh, speeding up the transition and the concentric movements and they're, you know, once the mechanical advantage increases, they're working on accelerating the bar and it's uh, it's paid huge dividends. Um, you know, Luke and I, you know, have been doing everything side by side with everybody else, and uh, you know we've hit some really really nice lifts uh, in the last couple of weeks that you know wouldn't necessarily lead uh, lead us to believe like hey I shouldn't have hit this and we hit some great ones and we've seen people uh, in mass hitting 
nice PRs. I mean, everybody's had at least a two and a half, five pound, as much as 20 and 40 pound PRs on this stuff. So it really kind of makes me believe that that this is a, a the right way, and the, the lactic acid stuff is just a, it's just more of a checker for us to make sure that people are, you know, being able to do the conditioning, and like it's just more of a just a check on us to see we're going the right way. The problem becomes though, if you're always chasing the conditioning model, it's really hard to learn to use that speed because mm -hmm. as as we know, you have to rest to be able to really reach those white muscle fibers. So that's why we've Cut the percentages. That's why we've changed, you know, toyed with the percentages. We've done, uh, you know, three week, uh, you know, these mini waves in three weeks of, uh, you know, off our training maxes and those fives, triples, and singles. And the idea is just bar acceleration, bar acceleration. And, you know, we have people, I'm sure, that, you know, just want to come here and they think it's just another version of CrossFit football where they're going to get fucking torched. But if I'm torching you every day, and Luke and I actually, and the reason we experimented with it is we were going in and we were doing a bunch of conditioning stuff first thing in the morning and then trying to come in and do our cat stuff. And we weren't able to accelerate the bar. And then at that point, we kind of cut the conditioning back and we moved it to the back end and we really even cut the conditioning uh, because our goal was to learn to move and accelerate that bar. So now that I think we've spent nine weeks really focusing on it, now we're going to go back and we're going to... Uh, you know, take those skills and we're going to, you know, pump up the conditioning a little bit. We're going to start pushing it and try to get to some higher rep ranges. And uh, now that you understand what we're looking for in terms of bar acceleration and kind of acceleration, everything you're always going to do is always going to be cat. So, but now instead of, uh, you know, kind of playing with percentages, like we're going to go start going back to the rep maxes and we're going to use rep maxes just like we were using and we're going to use CAD in other places and I'm going to kind of periodize this thing a little bit, but we're going to go through a nice little conditioning block here so that everybody's ready for it and it'll be a good kind of deload to get to some conditioning. But, you know, I got an email the other day from a guy, hey, where should I start? Should I just jump right in? And he's like, I, I wish I'd started at the beginning. I'm like, I wish you'd start at the beginning too, but at the point I'm at today, we've gone through so much learning. Like we did our introduction phase, that was our initial dating phase, and then we got into it. Uh, we got to the sandbag, which was all about building that tensile strength, and then we transitioned into the Oli stuff, which was about building those, uh, you know, getting enough reps and learning the Oli movements so you were proficient at it. Then we got into the cat stuff, and now we're going to get back into some conditioning. So, uh, you know, the programming is cycling the way I want it to, which is actually building people over a multi-year. It's just not a week at a time, but we're building people, you know, hey, we're going to do this because this is where we're going on the next one. So it's really been a, a really solid progression. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it always kind of bums me out where, um, you know, people are like, oh, I, I thought it would be more conditioning. And I'm like, well, yeah, we'll get there. But the problem is, is that if you don't focus on certain skills like the Oli, like bar acceleration, then you just, you know, you never build the groundwork that you need to effectively get where I need you to go. So mm -hmm. it's almost like taking a step back and, uh, Instead of uh, trying to sit on two seats at once, we're going to focus on one seat. And when you get really good at sitting on that seat, we're going to move to another chair. And it's uh, it's just how you do smart strength conditioning. It's called uh, block periodization, where you're, you know, you're going to focus on certain things and you're going to make sure somebody's proficient at something before we build it. And it's this idea of like you know building layers. Like I'm going to layer this and this and this and keep building up on a pyramid. So. Um, instead of me trying to develop everything at once and only getting good uh, in small increments, I can actually kind of you know bounce around a little bit and really focus on what I see and then kind of do it. And uh, what's awesome is everybody got stronger. Everybody really learned about bar acceleration. We got into a percentage. We got into a place. And now what we need to do is we need to start pushing the rep maxes and really start kind of driving it out. And even though people are going to be focused on bar speed, it's not going to be as big a factor like um, – 
we were laughing today. Luke and I were pulling our singles on the deadlift, and uh, Luke's last one, what was it? 11 seconds. Point zero seven meters per second. And I did deadlift. the math, John. I measured my reach, and it was that would be 11 second deadlift. Yeah, so it was an 11 second deadlift. The best part about it is is Luke goes, lines up, he cracks the bar off the ground, and like the bar didn't go anywhere for a split second, and all of a sudden I screamed at him, and I'm like, you got it, you got it! And I think at that point he realized it was moving, and hung in there, and fought on that sucker, and then when it ran .07, I started <laughs> laughing, because, uh, like... <laughs> it was awful. It, it, it was awful, but like, it Tendo was... was broken. It was so awesome to see him stay in that fight, and, and pull that heavy single, and you realize, like, when you're going for max singles, yeah, everybody wants to be able to move something at 0.8 meters per second, but, like, that's real fast. And limit singles, when you start getting up in that upper echelons, the bars is not going to move, but it doesn't mean that you're still not forcing the body to move at that same velocity. So uh, the idea of speed and velocity and all that has just really been this focus for nine weeks, and, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into some different stuff, but it was one of those things I wanted to hammer it into people and wanted to jump it down your throat. We did a lot of plyos. We did a lot of jumping. Uh, you know, we were, you know, I was putting some extra credit conditioning. Now we'll start moving the condition to the forefront, and uh, we're going to do a fun little cycle here that I've been drawing up. So I'm pretty excited because uh, something I want to do. So we're going to have some fun here in the next cycle, which will be, so this will be our testing week. Next week will be a deload, and then the new cycle will start in two weeks. So if you're, if you're in a cat cycle and you're, Increasing your bar speed, then either you're learning how to uh, actively recruit more fast twitch fibers. Yes, that's you it. Know, and, and a little bit of maybe your techniques getting better or, or in getting stronger and stuff like that. But if you're if you're learning to turn everything on, like Catfield was saying, what do you think then? If I were to my sprint, my takeoff would improve. I would be able to sprint faster. Yeah, so I mean, nothing exists uh, in a vacuum, I hope, even though that's not always true for a lot of people. You should be able to teach the body how to accelerate under load and then be able to take that out. Like today we did the deadlifts and then after we had, you know, hey, I, was, I want you to work up to a fast triple on the squat and then I need you to do just some up, tall, and fall uh, get-offs. And the idea was that I just want to do, you know, pull something heavy, and I, I wasn't looking for anybody to do anything super heavy on those front squats. I just said, hey, I want you to start at an easy weight. I want it to be fast and just keep adding weight to the bar. I didn't really say, hey, I had two, five, whatever. Just work up to something. I want you to move fast. I want you to feel good, and I want you to follow it up by just doing some up, tall, and fall, taking, like, you know, five, ten hard steps and then coasting back into it. And the idea is... You know, we follow up with something heavy, and then we do something dynamic. And uh, you know, what I wanted, where I, what I'm looking for, is people to say, "Yeah, you know what? After I pulled those heavy singles, I I didn't know I'd do it. I, I got underneath the front squat, knocked out a triple, and I felt really fast for those first side steps. Like I understand how to accelerate that. I got to put my foot in the ground and start turning it over. So the idea is. That's also if, assuming you know how to sprint. Well, some people just might not know. That that's, some, that's something that uh, like. If, if I could do any one thing for the Power Athlete Nation, and um, this is something that's been wearing on me for years, is there should be a two-day uh, seminar, whatever you want to call it, clinic, whatever, on basic skills for sprinting. And what it needs to do is, like, 
you need to go out to, you know, you need to sit in a classroom, you need to go over mechanics, you need to talk about everything for about two or three hours, and then you need to go out to the track and you need to run with not only a world-class coach, but you need to work, go out there and run with world-class sprinters and have them actually coach you on the fly. I mean, we used to do a, a, a lot of it, you know, we, we teach sprint mechanics, arm swing, we start teaching, you know, toe up, knee up, and a lot of the movements at our seminar, and we used to do a lot of band-resisted running. Um, the problem that we ran into is that people do not know how to sprint. There's no way for me in a couple, just a, a short period of time get you teach you the basic mechanics on how to sprint, and then we put people into the banded resistance. Anybody listening to this that's been to the CrossFit football seminar, the older one, uh, when we used to do banded resistance sprints, like we just saw people pop calves, and uh, the mechanics would go to shit because people did not understand that all the band is teaching you to do is lean nothing changes. All of a sudden people are going side to side, they're doing all this crazy shit to try to pull against the band, not understanding the use of it. So we just say, hey, you know what, we're going to take it out, we're going to do some other stuff, but bring people back and put them through a legitimate 16 hours of sprint mechanics, like teaching them video and get into like a, a deal where I'm going to teach people how to put their foot in the ground. I mean, lifting weights is great. Like, don't, don't get me wrong on that, but at the end of the day, if what I do in the weight room does not translate onto the field, onto the pitch, onto the track, it's a fucking waste of time. And, like, you know, all these numbers are great, but at the end of the day, are they allowing you to get better? So if we go and do compensatory acceleration, we do a lot of these movements in the gym, and it teaches you how to activate those white muscle fibers and teaches you how to accelerate the bar, and you cannot take what you learn on the platform and translate it on you know outside as you go out and sprint then you know what like either you don't have the tools or you need somebody to help you and if it's if it's us coming and, and holding your hand to do it then you know what then we got to yeah. find a way to do the it the other thing too is like that would be so amazing to do that but if you guys know i mean if you've had like years of terrible sprint mechanics even two day seminar at least you have the tools well, and the awareness to go forth but like so two days is just not going to be the secret to sprinting is just like anything is what Repetition. So, um, like Amanda, who trains with us, is a very, very good sprinter. Collegiate sprinter. Yeah, collegiate sprinter, bobsledder, runs very well. And the first day we went out to the track, uh, had been getting really lazy with her upper body, and you know was kind of in this you know kind of uh, you know internally rotated position with her shoulders all the time, you know, rounded shoulders. And what what happens is when you get the shoulder on the front of that scapula, all of a sudden your arms go side to side, and she wasn't getting as much extension and reach, and wasn't getting nearly the uh, the range of motion she was in her sprint mechanics with her shoulder. Granted, and, and she could elbow. still smoke anyone with that posture, and imagine how much better she'd be. So now we, we went in, and we've been working on Kelso shrugs, and I have I showed her this little deal where she puts her hands together and comes out, and I started teaching her proper mechanics and what it looks like, and so I told her before every single sprint, she has to go up and give her hands together, drop, and she has to fix her shoulder and show her mechanics, and she came in today, and her comment to me was, I was at the track, I was doing my sprint stuff, and everybody looks at me weird while I do it, but she goes, all of a sudden, something clicked where I got myself into a better position off of what you showed me, she goes, I took off, and I was finally able to get into a better position, my trunk was down, I was able to get more range of motion on the arm swing, and she's like, all of a sudden, I picked up an extra gear and was able to explode like I used to. She goes, I didn't realize that I had gotten lazy, so lazy with my upper body, that it was actually hindering my run technique. And she's like, I, I well, was Well, you know you don't away. use your arms when you run. John. It's true. It's true. You're <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So I, I think if, uh, you know, we, and, and I, I have a lot of uh, friends that are, you know, world-class sprinters and some really great sprint coaches, something where you could come to the seminar, 
you could learn the mechanics. Here are the repetition. Here are the drills. This is what I'm looking for. This is how it's done. This is, you know, and all the dynamic warm-ups I and mean, everything we show with the A, a skips, B skips, uh, you know, all the, you know, walking, everything we do are all sprint prep stuff. So being able to learn that and then have a video or something, you know, whether it's an app on your phone where you can look and say, okay, this is looking like what I'm doing, and then being able to go out there and run and, and have, you know, video or something to go home with where you look and you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need to be doing, and how do I get better? And um, you're like a coach's eye for sprint yeah, mechanics. I mean, it's it's true. I mean, it's it's uh it's Trademark. probably the largest. Just gap. Uh, no, no, it, it's probably the the most underdeveloped skill, and we've taught. Uh, I mean, dude, I'm I'm embarrassed to say I've taught uh, triple digits of these seminars, and we've taught hundreds of these things. That means I've worked with thousands of athletes. And the biggest thing that's deficient in this, uh, you know, CrossFit community that we've worked with, I mean, and that's really where we pull a lot of our stuff from, is the sprint mechanics that people don't understand arm swing, they don't understand how to drive and, and tow up, and the reason becomes a lot of the workouts that people are doing are really using the run as more recovery. I need you to go run 400 meters. How many people are stepping? out the door, you know, running like, you know, I mean, uh, I always use the example of a Dan Bailey was a college sprinter, and when you watch Dan go out and run, uh, his sprint stuff, incredibly good sprinter, understands mechanics, knows how to run, but when you watch Dan uh, do any of the CrossFit, you know, any of his workouts or whatever, you watch him go out on these, you know, longer runs, and it's like arms together and this, and he, all the all the sprint mechanics that he knows, and all the, all the, the quality of his movement, all of a sudden goes back because that, that, that 400 meter jog becomes a recovery run, and uh, you know there's a guy that knows what he's doing and is you know using it as a recovery because you know what that's not where you're going to win or break it. I mean, right. in, in, a, in a workout where it's you know five rounds, 50 air squats, 400 meter run, what's the way the 400 meter run? It's a recovery for those damn 50 air squats, and that's Playtech's favorite workout, mind you. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, so, but, but but it's it, it, let, me, let me finish and. Uh, it's one of those things that universally across the board, uh, the sprint and, and people's ability to put force in the ground, reduce contact time, toe up, knee up, bring their toe up and drive and punch and do a lot of these really, really basic, basic movements that ha are universally known uh, in, in terms of sprinting are just really, really lacking. And we try to do a little bit of it, but at the end of the day, my seminar is, you know, is about it, you know, putting together a strength conditioning program for these people to cross a football power athlete deal. And everybody comes in, everybody knows how to put a bar on their back. If you've been doing their training, you know how to put a bar on the back, you know how to pick up a bar. We just have to tweak you. We got to usually fix a little bar position. We got to get you here, sit back. I mean, all these little tweaks, we can fix them. But ever, there's not a, only one time have I had somebody come to my seminar that had never lifted weights. One, one person, when I, I was asked about lifting weights, going, I've never put a bar on my back. I've never barbell back squatted today. And it was a girl, and she was a friend recommended CrossFit football to teach her how to train her three boys who were young football players. So the mom came to the seminar. And the crazy part is uh, the mom was probably one of the best people we've ever had at the seminar for the mere fact that she was a really gifted athlete and picked everything up. Literally put a bar on her back, and I'm like, you've never done this before? She's like, no. I'm like, well, it looks really good, and I just... I can let her go. Um, she wasn't very strong because she'd never strength trained, but she had done other things and was a runner and mountain biker and, and was pretty athletic. So uh, 
I think if that was the one gift that I could give, I mean, we've, we've really gone out and fought the war on, um, you know, getting people stronger, making them durable, warming up, movement, different planes of motion. I mean, teaching our, our seminar and really this style of training, which is not really married to one thing. It's this idea that we're going to find out what people are deficient, we're going to fix them. Instead of saying, hey, this is what I do. I'm like, no, 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 we're, we will use any means necessary. But I really believe where people are really lacking is being able to take what they learn on the platform in the gym and translate it out and be able to put that in you know different movements and it's it's not it's not that they can't do it it's more that they don't have the the skills and they don't have the you know ability to do it because you know we need to go put our hands on them they need to come I mean it's like that's the end of the day I mean uh, we got to put something together and, and really meet that need I mean we can put all the video we want yeah. I can teach the plyos I can teach all the warm-ups and do through all these things but at the end of the day like you're gonna need Luke Summers massaging your traps and Callie, you know, muscling you under the arm, being like, "Hey, listen, I need this lean. I need you toe up, knee up. I need you to put your foot in the ground violently, like you're trying to, you know, uh, you know, stomp a mud hole in the ground. I need you know, big arm swing, punch and drive, hammer. I need that chest is so lean. true. And to see other people move too. Like so, if you're just that dude training, maybe even with one training partner, or whatever or you're training by yourself in the garage gym or something. I mean, you need to see other people move. And, and determine what you know what we're looking at to determine what's poor movement what's good movement um, just have more experience in general just watching people try to move athletically I think yeah. that's a huge benefit of being at the seminar as well the other two ones uh, that would be excellent adjuncts would be a nutrition deal like a one day you know uh, be able to go in and like work with people and be like hey here, here them here the nuts and bolts of the nutrition. Uh, you know, this is the this is how you do it. I need you to plan some meals. Like this is how it all skins together, and be able to put that together. And then the, the last one would be uh, programming. I mean, to be able to go in and like actually sit with somebody for two days and show them how the amateur goes and how it goes, and then how you progress it, and when you do this, and how it all kind of flows, and then you know what happens if you see this. I think and like this and this. all of the lectures can be their own. That's the yeah. that's the the crazy thing and is it's so dense. Well, that's that's the nutrition relative to programming. That's the saddest part about our uh, seminar is that we teach. You know, we we obviously so have dense. these lectures. And I get to talk for, you know, we get to talk for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour on things that should be entire seminars. And uh, I was telling these guys, that I went to the Strongman certification recently, and it was, I have nothing but positive things to say, but it is such an entirely different seminar. Um, I mean, the, the goal there is to go there and to learn the movements safely and to execute them mm -hmm. and execute them fun and, and get some good workouts in. And it's just... Um, you know, it does give you an appreciation when you go to other seminars like that for the the depth and the. I mean, granted, you for both seminars you get what you pay for, right? Theirs is like a, I think like 150 bucks maybe, and ours is close to 800. And I mean, you can you can truly say that there is a parallel between how much you're paying and how much value you're getting. I mean, it's a shorter seminar what they do. And it's a, a lot of fun, and it's you learn all the things that you expect to learn, and it fully meets expectations. And then to come back and think about our seminar, it's both, I look at our seminar in, in a positive light, in a different way now, but also in like a negative light because we're, you know, we, we just have almost so much material that I wonder if we, this is something we always talk about, I wonder if people are truly able to digest everything that's going on, which is kind of the catalyst for the conversation we're having now about breaking things off. Um, not breaking things off, like just thinking of the, the concept of how dense material is, and how 
it could be its own one day or two day seminar, the lectures themselves or the sprint mechanics or what have you. It could be that way. Easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, every, we beat that question to death, and he's like, I'm not asking him. Was there a question? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, you know what? Uh, when you were talking about Dan Bailey, how um, he looked great when he was sprinting, but then you ask him to run 400 meters or 800, his, his technique changed. Um, just by some of the mechanics that I've learned through Power Athlete, um, we at A3, we seem to kind of have like a lot of, um, uh, I would say, yeah, probably like 50% of the members are people who will like actively run in groups outside of the gym and, um, you know, they run a lot of 5Ks or 10Ks and they've come to me and said that they just feel better running um, just, you know, by doing like the, the seated kneeling and stagger stance arm swing drill. Uh, I'll have them do the wall drills and um, a lot of the other drills that I see. You know, and I know those are more sprinting mechanic um, designed drills, but there, you know, there is, it seems to be transferring well for them well, when sure, they're running maybe. like a longer distance, you know, and the biggest thing, if you're running a couple miles, all of a sudden you start slouching, you know, you get that internally well, rotated. Yeah, yeah. it gives you the awareness. Your arms are crossing your chest. I mean, that would constrict your rib cage. I mean, if the only people that are able to to hold sprint mechanics for like miles on end, if you watch like the Kenyans run in like the New York Marathon, and like I I love Boston. watching yeah like Boston Marathon, and you're watching like the 26 Kenyans that are like racing at like a sub four minute pace for like 26 miles, and they're literally like. To, you know, heel striking, big arm swing, and you're watching these Completely guys, and you're like, faces. oh yeah, and uh, you know, like the one dude's not wearing shoes, the other guy's got homemade shoes, got a newspaper, and these dudes are running like sub four minute miles for like 26 miles, and then they get two miles out, and they turn the pace up, and then they finish, and they're like waving, like like they're not even breaking breath. Mobility and you're, like, newspaper shoes. I, I'm like, I, you know, when you watch those guys, I mean, <laughs> those dudes are running at a speed that is at damn near max potential. And dude, don't get us wrong. I mean, all those things that you're teaching them, Denny, are great because it teaches them that to have that body awareness under fatigue. But listen, Dan Bailey, the reason he is, uh, he's abandoning his sprint mechanics is because it's for him in that scenario, it's task-specific. Task yeah. He's sure. using the least amount of energy possible to get the job done. Yeah, I guess to be clear, it's not a knock on it. No, it's not a knock. Already, He's doing know. it the way anyone would do it. It's like no. to clear oh, Dan, that. Yeah. Okay, so an awesome if, I, if I came to you guys and I was like, let me just ask it a different way. If I came to you guys and I was like, hey, I run a 5K, at least two 5Ks a month, um, I feel like my running mechanics are shady or could be improved. If Would the drills look similar? Well, assuming that, it, assuming that it's... Say it was a mechanical thing. You know, my position was shitty or, you know, uh, I don't know, my foot mechanics, you know, applying force into the ground, like all those things you saw uh, were limiting factors. You know, what would be like a couple, you know, what would come to your mind as far as, right, this is what we got to do to improve that. And, you know. I would start with arm swing and getting the uh, the rotation going at the shoulder, the humerus, and out of the trunk. So you're going to use more energy kind of rotating that trunk and rotating the center of your gravity than you would the arm swing. So, I mean, arms are what I go to when I'm tired and just kind of training athletes to think that way. That's where I would start. Charlie, I think that's – Right? That's, Charlie, yeah, that's – Arms can start it all. 
that's that's super smart text because that's something that's going to become su like super taxing over the course of like the the period of time that Denny's talking about a 5k um, yeah and and I mean sprint mechanics are going to be different for like you said Denny training someone for a 5k um, you know there's some overlap there but like like exactly what Tex is saying those like minute movement patterns that are going to be taxing over the course of a longer distance are going to be the things that you probably would look for. Um, assuming everything else was like you were a good mover in general, like the mm -hmm. mechanics were decent. Well, I, I guess as you get more tired, if you're not the greatest runner, you're gonna you're gonna start having like heavy feet, you know. So you could think like toe up, knee up, if you feel like you're kind of shuffling your running. If it becomes more of a heavy jog, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's like all specific to what concrete shoes on or something. Yeah, Denny, but, you know, just like any cue that you – if you're looking for a set of cues to make someone better at a 5K, well, we have to first know what's wrong first. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't necessarily go to toe-up knee so up. So let's just 5K. say they're not bringing their knee up at all and they're running with straight legs. Then you would say – Bench knees. Bench toe knees, up knee, knee up. up. But let's say they're running high knees for a 5K. You're going to say knee That's down. This is going to be, be a lot of uh, wasted like movement. Your like, knee like, in, knee out. Like field. when you look at spinners, I mean, they're efficient for what the, the task is, but in terms of like – you know, they're running at a near max output that they're not going to be able to sustain past that. I mean, you watch Michael Johnson run the 200 meters at the pace and the way he's running. I mean, he might have that for, what, maybe another 50 meters. I mean, that guy is at a, at a max type distance. So, mm -hmm. I mean, when somebody's out running a 5K, they're looking for more efficiency than they are, you know, the idea of like, hey, I need to get my Prius versus my dragster, which I don't want to drive, drive a 5K in a dragster. It's crazy they were even discussing a 5K situation, but yeah, I would imagine like what Tex was saying, it, it's going to come down to posture and, and trunk stability so that you can maintain efficiency over that time. So. Yeah, I know it's not a power athlete um, question to say, you know, but I mean... Apology accepted. Yeah, I mean, there's some correlation there <laughs> because cause these, in my case, my runners, they're getting faster. They're getting faster all the time, you know? You That's know, all that matters. Is people are yeah. getting better. It's, it's yeah. people helping people. Yep. Cool. Well, we're at we're at that hour mark. Uh, let's do some shameless plugs and talk about anything that doesn't really matter. Because <laughs> now, if you're still if you're yes. still in there with us, then you're loyal. Yeah. If you're loyal. Here's what we need from you. Money in my account for Wade's Army now. You need or to Skrillex. I'm not doing the Duble Skrillex. Donate to Cali so we get the double Skrillex with our eyebrow. It's not happening. Eyebrow or Skrillex. It's fine. The then if she won't do it, then she's kind of already given up. I'll shave oh, both my eyebrows on. if she shaves one of them. Come on. That's not happening. Why? Because that's outrageous. That's not. I'm not going to shave my eyebrow. I'd rather just donate my own money. I guess you don't want to help you, kids. Yeah. I guess you don't want to help children. Oh, come on. You'd do it if you wanted to help children. Oh, my God. Then you shave your eyebrows. I'll do it. Crazy. I'll, shave, I'll shave my eyebrows if you shave yours. No, I'm not. Luke and I will shave our eyebrows if you shave yours. I'm not shaving my eyebrows. You don't understand. It's hard out there for a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> You're like, what happened to all your eyebrows? So like, I don't know. That is bad. We're all taken. We have significant others. Yeah, have exactly. Sigos. We got sigos. You guys have got it locked down. I'm just... I'm trying to keep my head above water. <laughs> but, uh, God, I hope your boyfriend's on all this. <laughs> if we're still locked in, and you're still locked in, get on there, donate to Cali. We're going to get that Skrillex. Let's get some... <laughs> uh, insert that. 
be sure that you're rating us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other places that you find us pop up. Yes. Say five star. Say how funny and great of an MC Luke is. You can use the word rock star. Use the word rock star. Without a doubt, these guys are rock stars. The information is paramount. Um, Buzzwords. They're just things like that. These guys are rock stars. Direct quote. What else do we need uh, shameless plug for? Fieldstrom. So if you're not on Fieldstrom, you should be on Fieldstrom. Oh yeah, and we talked. I mean, we talked about, uh, and this is kind of last minute. We just kind of maybe ten minutes before we even got on the show, Tex Kelly and I coordinated since we have this weekend off. We are speaking of the seminar being able to be its own version. Each segment being its own version. We are going to do a little roundtable. No, no Vegas. <laughs> we're doing another coaches roundtable for our professional members, and we're announcing that right after this show. Uh, we are going to spend 90 minutes-ish, we'll see, with a roundtable of uh, dialing, dialing my warm-up. So I know after a lot of the t- discussion we had on our first roundtable a few months ago, people were just confused. Hey, uh, you know, I only get a 10-second blip. Can you go into greater detail on these warm-ups? So we are going to unleash the warm-up king, Tex McQuilkin, and, yep. uh, and your warm-up demo girls... Callie and Luke, we are going to be demoing warm-ups and Tex is going to be talking you through everything you need to know about warm-ups, and we're just going to let the coaches be our rudder on that. Be so pro warm. Members, pro members be our, our rudder on that and say, hey. We're going to get chili hot. Hey, tell me more about, uh, I don't know, Tex. Tell me Jimmy more Buffett's. about Jimmy Buffett's. Tell me more about dead bugs. Tell me more about the seesaw walk concept. Why are we doing crossover lunges? What should we be seeing, and where should we be feeling that? If I can't do a crossover lunge... With a rotation, what is that going to affect in my training? We're going to answer and draw all the connections. Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, one thing that Tex is really, really good at is uh, modifying the warm-ups for somebody who has, like, a range of motion issue so or somebody who has a pre-existing injury. And I know every time I do a seminar with Tex, um, it never ceases to amaze me. You can find people who have, I don't know, a, a rod in their ankle or a, you know, a screw in their knee or something, and you can get them into a position where they can achieve the warm-up for the purpose that's intended, um, and that would be an awesome thing to ask him if you're one of those people and you can't get into position. That's another good good thing to uh, to yeah. watch for. And then or team 15, 15 plus athletes application integration, all this crazy stuff. And if you let's say you're too, almost too good at the warm ups, like let's say Me. I'll I'll probably be. That's and not ever happens. That's, and like for whatever reason you're like, man, I'm doing dead bugs, but this I could do this all day. Well, guess what? Tex is going to tell you what to do on how to continue to use that movement, progress it, and make I it. I cannot wait for Tex to try and challenge me so that these warm-ups are hard for me. And I'm not saying they're not hard for most people. I'm just saying they're crazy easy for me. <laughs> uh, you're out of your mind. Dude, you are high lately. No. The white Beyonce, Sasha Fierce. Shaving your eyebrows. I mean, what's gotten into you? I am not so, shaving my So details on that. That's this... Sunday for our Power Athletes. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, that's going to be the 19th. We're going to kick off, uh, let's call it 8.30 Pacific time. Yeah, a.m. 8.30 a.m. Pacific time before football, uh, so you have no excuse. And then that would be 10.30 Central, right? And then whatever time zone Texas is in, it's, it's 11. 11.30. 11.30. <laughs> 11.30. So, uh Power Athlete members, keep your eyes peeled for that. And we'll also do, maybe we'll do a little post and just open it to the public too. We'll see. We'll have to think about it. But uh, it's going down for show. Don't make Sunday plans. Oh, go to church. Show. This nice. is your new church. 
Oh, show. Denny, is there anything else we got we missed? I think we we hit everything, man. Good talks. Just like we always do. Oh, and download Spotify and follow us on Spotify. If you want your workouts to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Soundtracked. What's that mean? What's the saying for that? Yeah, the soundtrack for you. Know, you need playlist. a soundtrack or playlist for your workout, and you want to be inspired by your favorite power athlete, Coach Luke Summers. You can go on there, plug in free download of the app, and then listen to that playlist. Kyle's yeah. got you're one doing too, it again. No you have like that sham wow personality right now, where you're like, now, yeah. And if you do that in the next ten minutes, Sunday, 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 you can follow Texas Love Making Mix for free. <laughs> what is that one? It's mostly Celine Young. Yeah, it's real average. <laughs> anyway. All right, that's it. I'm over. I'm done. All right. Good talk. See ya. Bye. 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 Oh, Texas off. <laughs> <laughs>